G'day, I'm Barry Green. Thanks for joining me on Radio WA as we tell the stories of people and places in Western Australia. Enjoyment of our oceans and ocean creatures is a major part of life for many West Australians and visitors to our shores. It is something that in the past we've taken for granted, but about which there's still a great deal that we don't understand. To help address this, Australian businessman and mining magnate Andrew Forrest has announced a donation of $100 million for ocean conservation efforts. And Fiona David is the research chair of Mindaroo, Andrew's philanthropic foundation. G'day, Fiona. G'day, Barry. How are you? Good. Now, tell us all about Andrew's motives for this study. Oh, look, I think it's um, pretty simple. As you said in your, your article, many of us have been lucky enough to grow up in Western Australia, um, I myself grew up here in Western Australia, you know, going to the beach, going crayfishing with our relatives or going out on fishing boats, you know, day trips out to the islands and so on and so forth. So so Andrew Forrest, you know, like myself and like many, many Australians, just has a very deep association and very deep passion, you know, for the for the beauty that is our 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 ocean. So I think really the motivation is making sure that the wonder that we got to grow up with and experience is is still as wonderful in 50 years' time and is still somewhere that we can all enjoy and that we can all, you know, go fishing, that we can um, spend our recreation time and that we can, you know, really enjoy the marvel that is our oceans. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, Andrew is well known as a successful businessman and mining magnate, but it's not so well known that he's undertaken a PhD in marine biology. Yes. So I, th- I think what that really helps people to to get a sense of is how serious Andrew Forrest is about the oceans. Um, you know, he's he's a busy chairman of a of a major multi you know billion dollar mining company. He he runs a, a philanthropic foundation. He has many different interests, and he cares about the oceans sufficiently that he's dedicating some of his very scarce precious time to doing um, a PhD at at the University of Western Australia. So yes, this is this is an issue he is deadly serious about and um, very committed to to getting right. And science is so important, but we I sometimes wonder about politicians. They talk about um, listening to science, but I sometimes wonder how they choose their scientists. Well, that's right, isn't it? We have to make sure that we find. I, I guess what politicians are doing is they're always trying to find the right balance between, you know, an interest group over here, an interest group over there, scientists. Saying one thing, environmentalists, you know, may have a different a different view, and and I guess the challenge for politicians is to pull out the the, the best um, the best solution out of the options that are available, and and in this case, um, some of the really big challenges that we're facing um, in Western Australia, in Australia, and globally, is that we're taking more fish out of the sea. Than fish can replace in their natural life cycle, so so you know we face this incredible challenge that this this wonderful food food source, this you know source of recreation, this source of oxygen that we all breathe, a lot of our oxygen is generated by the health of the oceans. Um, you know it, it's literally at risk by being <laughs> overloved by us by us you know ha- taking too many fish out of the sea, overfishing. Um, Overfishing in particular areas where really we need to protect the nurseries, where you know where fi- where fish go to breed, where fish go to raise their young, and that look that's just 
Overfishing is just one of the challenges facing us with the oceans. Of course, the other major challenge is plastics. So, you know, I've just come from the supermarket myself and I can confirm that even though I carried in my own recyclable bag, half of the products I bought were wrapped in plastic. And and that plastic, unfortunately, finds its ways into our waterways, it finds its way into the oceans, and if we don't do something about it, it is literally killing fish, it is killing turtles, it is killing dolphins and dugongs, and we have to do something to get a solution so that we're not killing our oceans with the same plastics that are making our life convenient. I think that's really important. And, of course, there's a limit to what government can do. At the end of the day, the government is the people in a democracy, and so it's uh, we've all got a responsibility there. Absolutely, and that's, that's something that we'd really like to harness through Mindaroo. This is not about saying, you know, this is all the government's responsibility or this is all the fault of, you know, people who who have uh, fishing businesses or, you know, people who like to eat fish or people who, who use plastic. It's 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 something that all of us have a responsibility to do our part on, whether as consumers that's about being thoughtful about, you know, single-use plastic. You know, do we really need that straw? Do we really need that coffee cup? You know, what what can consumers do? What can governments do? Governments do have a critical role. Governments can look at different incentives for different behaviour. They can regulate our marine parks. They can regulate how many, um, you know, where fishing is allowed to be undertaken and so on and so forth. And also business has an important role. You know, business is an innovator. And if there's anything we need to help us with this plastics issue, it's innovation. Because we all know that plastics help us live our lives, they help us buy food in ways that are clean and healthy and safe, but we can't keep going the way we're going, otherwise we're just going to be killing the oceans with more plastic than fish. So we really need business to come to the table with innovation about how they get plastics out of what they're buying and selling to us, how they you know, find new ways to use recycled plastics, and how they can make plastics easier to recycle so that we can all do the the right thing and know that if we put the recycling into the recycling bin that it's actually going to go into another product and have another life, Um, you know, maybe as a print cartridge or a recycled pair of sneakers or whatever it is. So, you know, we've all got a place. Consumers, government and business have all got a role in this. Absolutely. So it becomes a partnership and uh, business can be very powerful. If if government is forced to impose regulations, that tends to get a bit heavy-handed. It's much better if uh, if business is able to take that initiative themselves. Absolutely. And we've seen, for example, in Italy that plastic, single-use plastic bags have been banned since 2011. So, you know, if the Italians can do it and they have completely switched their plastic bag usage over to these biodegradable bags, if the Italians have been able to do that for, you know, since 2011, why is it then in Australia we're still having such trouble making this shift to remembering, either remembering to bring our own shopping bags to the supermarket or, um, you know, why is it that supermarkets are still continuing to to give us these single-use plastic bags? So, you know, of course government has a role, business has a role, we all have a role. So change is difficult, but uh, where change is necessary, we need to make the change. So what can our listeners do to support uh, the work you're doing? Look, I think it's a great, it's such a fascinating and important issue. I think your listeners can really benefit by learning about this issue. There's some really great information out there just about the volume of plastics that are being 
produced. And I think, you know, one statistic that blew me away the other day is something like a million plastic bottles are used every day. I mean, that's just mind-blowing, a million. <laughs> you know, so if, I think once you start to think about that and you learn about it, you, you do start to change your behaviour and you remember to bring the, you know, the old plastic water bottle that you've got stored up in the back of the cupboard somewhere. You know, you get it out, you put it in the car, you take it with you when you go somewhere. So those sorts of small behaviours are important. And also, I guess as voters, making it clear to our governments that this is important. You know, we none of us want to live in a world where we no longer have the magnificent beauty of, of Ningaloo Reef or we no longer have the magnificent beauty that's the Indian Ocean. We all want to share that with our, our children and our grandchildren. Make that clear to your politicians. Well, that's lucky that we can do that, aren't we? We are. We are. We're lucky we live in a country where we get a say in these things. So we, we should take advantage of that. Absolutely. And to find out more, go to mindaroo.com.au. There you'll find information about all of our philanthropic initiatives and um, links to different organisations that work on these issues, including the University of Western Australia, uh, another organisation we work with called The Sea Around Us, which is very much about scientific data on this issue. So there's a, you know, there's a lot of places if you spend just a few minutes, you can, you can learn a lot about this very quickly. Well, that's fantastic, Fiona, and it's great to see some of the, the proceeds of Australia's mining boom going to such fantastic philanthropic activities. I, I'm absolutely delighted, as, as, as you are as a Western Australian, that that's happening. So thank you very much, Barry. Thanks for your time. That was Fiona David from the Mindaroo Foundation talking about ocean conservation, which provides a great segue to West Australian singer-songwriter Bernard Carney's song, Spin, Drift and Foam, about West Australian yachtsman John Sanders and his solo circumnavigation of the world. Hold fast when the wind is high Keep watch on the shifting sky These southern storms won't last forever One man with a dream one boat taking on the world Bare-mastered hope will run the weather Loose on the ocean's roll Salt water in your soul Alter your course but not your goal To trim the sail Close hold into the gale The wind won't blow the way you're headed Time comes when you're feeling lost Keep sight of the albatross You may not meet the wave you're dreading Respect for the raging sea You're as defenseless as you can be But alter your course but not your dream Spin, drift and fall Follow your home across 
coastal climb We cling to the maritime We work the land but need the water We've grown in a complex age The ocean marks every page The sea inspires our sons and about tin canoe to the fame of Australia too the courage to make your dreams come true spin drift and foam follow your home across the sea lanes spin drift and That was West Australian singer-songwriter Bernard Carney from his album West. 